Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Steve and I are on vacation. We're finally taking some time off, but we don't just play the best of. There's no syndication to turn to here on this podcast. That's why we pre-taped some podcasts last week for you. In case some things might have changed in the interim, we want you to know that. But please, please enjoy this extraordinary content from Sports Day Tampa Bay. Today's edition, Neil Solons, the Rays radio play-by-play voice with Andy Freed. He's going to talk about the Rays' remarkable start, who's been the biggest surprise, and what we can expect after the All-Star break. We'll get to Neil in just a minute. I want to tell you how to save money on your electric bill. That's right. It's May Electric Solar. It's a family-owned and operated business. They've been installing solar electric systems now for 13 years. There's a lot of these fly-by-night companies out there, but May Electric Solar is committed to you for the long term. How long? Will they guarantee their workmanship with a 30-year labor and services warranty? Plus, with every installation, you get $750 worth of surge protection for all your appliances. That's what they call the May difference. If you visit their Hudson showroom, May Electric displays all their products. They conduct on-site testing. You can see exactly what they're going to install, and they will customize it to your needs. Plus, they don't use subcontractors. So you know who is doing the job. Those are Billy May's guys up there. Start saving today. Call the solar energy experts at May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862. You can schedule a free estimate. Lower your electric bill all year long. Preserve the quality of your appliances through every storm season. Contact May Electric Solar at 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. All right, this is a real treat. We've been uh, hoping to get a hold of Neil Solons, who is, of course, the Rays uh, play-by-play radio voice along with Andy Freed. And he has been pulling double duty and doing the pregame shows and all of that. We now have, of course, Chris Adams-Wall has joined uh, the broadcast team to take care of some of that. So Neil gets to join us. Thanks so much, Neil, for your time. Um, it, it has been a, a magical start uh, to the season. Of course, we, we all uh, know that we miss Dave Wills. You and Andy have done a great job in each and every broadcast uh, uh, reflecting that. Uh, however, um, uh, this is a new team. You and Andy are forming this, this new team. It has been an a unbelievable start to the race season. And I'm just curious um, what this has been like as you, uh, as, as you go into every play-by-play now with a new partner. Um, you know, I, I think I'd be um, lying if I said it weren't a little bit emotional. Um, sure, and 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 certainly bittersweet in a lot of ways because you know you're right. We do miss Dave, um, right, every day uh, and everywhere we go. I, I think you know there's certainly reminders, but mm-hmm. I think we've certainly also enjoyed um, everything that has happened during the course of the year. I mean, how, how can you not? I mean, right. You know, um, you know, the start that this group got off to, the number of all-stars that they had, um, the, the, the records that were rewritten in history. And, you know, obviously, as we talk, they've hit a little bit of a bump in the road, but we kind of figured in a 162-game season that was going to happen. Yep. Um, and hopefully the, the, the all-star break is refreshing and gets this group, you know, kind of 
back on the winning track and and kind of rolling to where they were at, at other points during the course of the year. But I mean, what what they've done to this point is is um, really really impressive. Yeah, no, it certainly has, and and I think, um, and we got a lot to break down here. But but in terms of offensively, I think we all sort of expected that there would be a little bit of a rebound. They they changed. I know they've made some changes to their approach to the plate, maybe being more selective. Um, you know, the pitch clock is is, is a factor now, um, uh, as well as you know not having the shifts. I mean, this is a team that if they move the ball, they got athletic guys. So I I think you kind of expected a little bit of a bump offensively, certainly uh, in contrast to the way the season ended. But I got to tell you, Neil, I don't know that I saw this coming. I mean, this is a team, um, you know, as as we do this, I mean, they, they are third in home runs, they're second in runs, they're, they're first in stolen bases, fourth in batting average. I mean, offensively, this has been a tsunami of success. And a lot of it also has to do with runners in scoring position, where the race have been, you know, one and two at Texas through most of the year. So they've right. come through in, in big moments. Mm-hmm. I think that you know they they have slowed down a bit. You know the first two months they were on an incredible pace, and then June was was a bit slower than that. Um, I think they're probably in between the the April May period and the June mm-hmm. period. But mm-hmm. they were third in the majors and runs scored in what twenty twenty one. You know bef- with a lot of the same core. And my, my thinking was is that if their core position players were healthy they would probably be a lineup that was in the top third of Major League Baseball and run scored, so top 10. Where that would fit in, I think, would probably depend on how guys perform over the course of the full year, and I, I still figure that by year's end, this will be a top 10 offense, and you know how high, whether it's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, wherever it is, will depend right. in large part on, on how healthy they are for the final you know, two and a half months. Yeah, and and me listened, and they had some stars coming in, and some stars that are playing like stars. We'll get to the all stars, and and there are uh, several of them to talk about. Well, we'll start now. Actually, listen, I, I from the start, and maybe it goes before that with the the World Baseball uh, Congress or whatever that was. But we are now all now living in Randyland, right? <laughs> I mean, this is <laughs> this has been. Uh, uh, he was a great player, and he has been ever since. It seems like he arrived, and we saw what he did in the postseason, the World Series, all of that several years ago. Uh, but Randy Rosarena has has brought as much energy and consistency uh, to a lineup as as you could have asked for, right? I think he's up this game in a lot of ways. You know, Andy you know, and I have talked about it a lot in the broadcast. You know, I think that he's improved his ability to accept walks. You know, he's walked already as many times as he did all of last year. Mm-hmm. And he's um, played much, much better defense and I think he's also been better when runners have been on base. And, you know, where where I think he reaches another level for fans is that it's very rare that a player connects with fans and is as good as he is on the field. I think yeah. probably more so than any player the Rays have had. You know, Jimon Choi and, and, and Brett Phillips were very, very good players uh, who connected with the fans on an incredibly immense level. Um, you know, Evan Longoria was a great player. I, I don't know that Brett or Jimon Choi achieved what Randy has, and I don't know that Evan had that same incredible connection with fans that Randy has had. So, mm-hmm. you know, in, in both spheres, he's done a, a tremendous job beyond the fact that he's much improved in a lot of areas of play on the field. Does that, I got to assume, does that energy go into the clubhouse and into the dugout? I mean, is that I, is I, that part of the spirit? 
I do think so. I mean, how can it not be, right? I mean, there yeah. are, and there are a lot of players for which that applies. Um, yeah. I think you know that there's good, been a, a good energy around the group, and I think there mm-hmm. are, you know, I, I think the reason they got to where they got and 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 were one of the you know have been one of the best teams in the sport and uh, were the best team in the sport for a long, long time this year, basically the first half of the season. Um, you know, speaks to Randy, but also speaks to a lot of other guys who've, you know, all performed. Um, sure. And I think there's been a a trust in one another from the start that allowed them to get off to the great start and allowed them to carry it over for a good portion of the, the first half. Yeah. N- uh, nobody knew more that I know of, uh, of Wander Franco than you did, sooner than you did, at least. Uh, <laughs> you've been talking about him, it seems, uh, almost from the time uh, that he has been in the Rays organization. And he is... No doubt an all-star. I know he wasn't selected initially, but he is going to Seattle, and deservedly so, with the war, with everything that he has done. Um, but not too long ago, uh, there was a bump in the road. He's, he's a young player. He's 22 years old. He was suspended a couple of games. Um, Kevin Cash and the organization wanted him to be a better teammate, maybe handle some frustrations a little better. What did you make of that at the time, and, and how, how have you seen him sort of handle this? Because this is a very public thing for a very prideful player. Yeah, I, I thought that he handled it extremely well, and I thought the organization did too, mm-hmm. uh, Rick. I thought that when it happened at the time, I was thinking, well, this is just what naturally is going to happen during the course of the maturation of a, a player and also during the course of a long season, that there's going to be growth. I can, you know, I, I'm sure when I was 22 years of age, I did a lot of things that, um, you know, I, I could have done better. And, and that's part of the learning process. Um, and And I think. It's, you know, I think the thing that Kevin Cash said immediately when this all happened was, you know, we we think highly of Wander as a person. We think he's a good person. We're going to stand behind him. And that was like what they stressed most. And I thought, okay, well, then this is just a growth moment. And I think since that point, he's carried himself extremely well. Um, he's He's played, I think, the same brand of baseball he was playing before. Um, and in some areas, you know, I thought he's lifted his game up a couple notch. I think he had a game, uh, you know, in the West Coast trip, he had back-to-back triples and back-to-back games. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there are certain things that he can continue to improve and grow, but that's part of, you know, his, you know, I, I look back at, you know, a lot of people compare him to like a Jose Ramirez for for Cleveland in terms of being a big player on a smaller market yeah. team and and I think it took Jose if you look at his ascendance um a, a few years before he really um became that all-star type player and, and Wander's doing it really it's his first full year in the majors you know you think about it um the the 22 season he was out for half the year the 21 season he came up after a few months so or after a couple months so this is his first full season and the most important thing is he's been healthy through pretty much through all of it. And if he can keep doing that, um, the sky's the limit for him. No doubt. It, you know, it, some of this I, I don't see through the same lens as other people, but but I, I get it, right? Like a lot of people made a lot about the ball flip. You know, he, he gets this ball, hit the shortstop, kind of tosses it in the air and then throws the guy out. Now, it's not something you want to see necessarily on every play or maybe even ever again, I suppose, but to me, that was almost like I took it as this guy is so incredibly relaxed at in, in, in an arena where it is high pressure every pitch. 
that he can be out there almost as if he's just taking infield practice when in fact he is not. Um, maybe it was just, you know, sort of a forgetful moment for him, or maybe it just shows how, how different he is. Um, and I, I don't expect to see it again, Neil, but what did you, what did you make of that at the time? And, and, and when you look back on it now, I didn't think too much of it other than, you know, the game is about entertainment and, you know, there are plenty of times where, whether it's Randy or, or Jose Siri or any, you know, other player on the Rays roster, they do things that are of entertainment value as much as they are making a play. And as long as the player makes the play, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think what was the slogan for Major League Baseball a couple of years ago? Let the kids play. It is a kid's <laughs> game. And, yes. you know, I can tell you that Andy's kid and Andy's, uh, you know, his son, Casey, and, and my kids were talking about that play because they saw it as teenagers. Yeah. Um, and, and look, not everybody can emulate or do what he did in that moment. And it's not something that Wander does all the time. He did it once. And I, right. and I think sometimes, you know, there's too much of that, um, you know, this is how we need to play the game. This is how the game mm-hmm. has to, was played when, when, it, when it was my age. And you're trying to appeal to a younger generation you have yeah. a younger generation player who's entertaining. You know, let him be entertaining as long as he continues to make plays. Exactly. I totally agree. I love that. Um, there have been some documented, I guess you would say, moments or confrontations, whatever you want, word you want to apply there, with the Rosarena uh, and Wander Franco. Listen, 25 guys, 45 guys throughout a major league season, all the road trips, all the days in the clubhouse – no one is going to get along with everyone all the time. That's impossible. It's not an expectation you could put on society. However, is there something between those guys? I mean, do you think that, that they're just both superstars that will have their moments and, and that's what makes them great and you're going to have these run-ins at times? I, I think it's a lot of what you touched on at the beginning. I mean, you've, you've been in an um, NFL situation where there have been sure. more players where, that you're dealing mm-hmm. with on a daily basis. I, I just figure in a 162-game game season especially – yeah. Um, you've got different personalities, different environments, different cultures. Um, if you got along perfectly every day, I mean, I, I can't imagine when I was um, in my early 20s, I got along with my roommate or my college roommate every single day. I mean, right. and you're worried about one person then or two people <laughs> or three people max, you know, right. if you're living like in a, you know, a, you know, a four a bedroom dorm. apartment or something like that. So mm-hmm. when you're when you're in the same locker room with, you know, 25 other guys and and trainers and coaches and all that stuff i mean i i sometimes think a lot of that gets uh, overblown a little bit i just figure you're going to have good days and bad days and you know at the end of the season you're measured by how good you are as a group that's right it's a team sport and and that's what you got to come together and try to win and and uh i think those things get ironed out throughout the year i, I totally agree with you uh, Neil, there's been a lot of guys you could point to as a surprise. I don't know who the biggest one is. There's plenty of nominees. Um, love to get your thoughts about some of these guys. I mean, Luke Rayleigh, uh, I don't know that I saw that coming. You got the home runs by Jose Siri. Uh, Josh Lowe has, has uh, obviously produced in a way that they want him to. I mean, for you, who has really jumped out as as the guy that, well, you know, maybe you would you would label him as, as a, a great surprise? I would probably say that biggest surprise is Luke Rayleigh only because I think he's been more consistent than any of the group I mean I think he had what over a thousand OPS in June and mm-hmm. um, you know he's he's gotten off to a pretty good start here in the month of July I, I think that he has done um, 
a tremendous job of also playing multiple multiple positions. I mean, he was known as predominantly an outfielder going into this season, and he's you know been able to adjust to playing more first base in addition to the outfield, in addition to DHing. Uh, I think he has. Um, as, as good as Josh has been, I think Luke has been a little bit more consistent. And I would imagine um, it's probably a little harder when you're out of options to know that it's it's kind of like put up or shut up time. If if you don't figure it out, you could get designated for assignment. To me, that's a lot of pressure. And he's yeah. handled it incredibly well. Um, and he came out of the gates quickly, but he also hasn't let off the gas pedal. And, you know, I think he's really been, um, you know... Uh, uh, there have been a lot of good surprises, but I would put Luke at the top of the list for those reasons. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, of course, Surrey and, and, and Lowe and those guys have been great. Speaking of a player who they just got back from injury, he's been struggling with, with a, a back problem. Brendan Lau uh, is in the lineup again. Uh, I guess health is the number one thing for him uh, to determine sort of which way this is going to go. But what, what do you think the future will be for him, uh, assuming he's able to stay on the field and, 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 and continue to play? I think he's an important piece of the puzzle. I think part of the reason mm-hmm. that they got off to the start they did is because they had a healthy Brandon Lau alongside a healthy Wander Franco. And I thought mm. those were, you know, two that they both missed what half a season last year. And right. um, you know, when the when the Rays were without Brandon during that stretch, they were 15 and 11. Now, look, they they also have, you know, as we speak, what I call a buzzsaw of a homestand, you know, a red hot Philly and Atlanta team sure. uh, on the last homestand before the break. So I, I don't take much into that but i have seen brandon swing the bat better um than he was before the injury and i think he also lengthens the lineup you know there have been games since his return where they could put josh Lowe at the bottom of the lineup where they you know they can put um a jose siri at the bottom of the lineup where you know they can move guys down and you know i think it gives you more threats throughout um you know i think his bat is really, really important because it will take even more pressure off some of the other younger guys who have um, achieved more than maybe we would have anticipated. And the more guys like that you have through your lineup, the tougher it is for pitchers. The hopefully, the more runs you end up producing. Yeah, and we know how hot he can get with the bat and the power numbers when he can carry you for a month or so if he needs to. Uh, so you hope that he stays healthy and is able to uh, to get back into it. One guy, uh, I have to tell you, Neil, I – I love Yandy Diaz. He's an all-star and deservedly so and a starter uh, for the American League at, at first base. I don't know where the power has suddenly evolved, but it looks like he's always been a guy that's had a high OPS. I mean, he and, and now uh, at times he's uh, taken big swings. So is he just being selective when he when he takes those swings or what do you see with him with the power numbers this year? I, I certainly think that in the first two months and, you know, he went homerless in June. He had 12 homers in the first right. two months. Um, I think he got his, his, for whatever reason, he got a little bit out of whack. And I think sometimes when he's comfortable, he will take those chances. I think mm-hmm. probably signing that new contract probably also made him a little more comfortable and willing to go for it. But I, I, I think whatever way he's swinging, he's probably one of the premier leadoff hitters in the game because he gets on base so often because he hits it such a high OPS. You know, he's been basically a 900 plus guy through much of the year and a 400 plus on base percentage. And right. that's really hard to do. Um, and, and I think he just sets a tone. Um, you know, he's, he's such a likable guy in that clubhouse. I think there's a reason why early on in the season, they had a, a dress like Yandi road trip where all the players kind of wore these tight muscle shirts and, 
um, or, you know, chains around their necks and, you know, and, and, um, and he smiled and loved it. And, you yeah. know, I think he's, he's a very likable guy in his own way. I think whether it's by example, whether it's the way he carries himself, I do think he's an important leader in that clubhouse. Um, and, I think he's a really, really valuable player. His wife is due with their first child soon too, so it's like all come together for him at one point this year. You know, first All Star bid, first child, first you know, first big contract, um, and couldn't be happier for him. His smile is infectious, and he has mm-hmm. a lot to smile about lately, as you just uh, as you just mentioned. And happy to see him be an All Star starter. Um, injuries to the pitching staff, Neil, it's always going to happen. It's a big story for the Rays this year when you lose a guy like Jeffrey Springs. Drew Rasmussen will see uh, if there is uh, baseball left for him this year. But Shane McClanahan, who is now, as we do this podcast, been battling a bit of a back issue, uh, and Zach Eflin, just how, how great have these two guys been? They've been tremendous, and I, and I think it's, you know, it's been more apparent during the, the games where Shane has had to have those you know, a couple shortened starts and then miss a, a start you know, going into the break, um, how valuable uh, they are, you know, and I think it's extremely hard in this game. The game is hard enough, but to be as consistent as those guys have been has really been a key to this group. And if you can get that and and Tyler Glass now on, you know, all at the same level at the same time, you know, I think it makes this group that much more difficult to beat in October uh, because if you you put those guys up as a front three, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm not even considering any moves the race may make at the the deadline to continue to bolster the group, which I think they're going to do everything they can. Um, you know, my feeling is is that um, the race would be a really tough out in October if those guys, if those three guys are really healthy. Yeah, that that is a tough three to face in any series. Um, but in the meantime, sometimes you, you want to go, uh, in, you know, every five days with these guys. Uh, and so that means using Taj Bradley, who might be here a year or so before his time. I, I think he's pitched well, but you you still see some, some bumps in the road in terms of just consistency, right, with Taj. Because he'll dominate for a few innings and then it'll get away from him. You know, I think what you've seen is, is what you would expect for a 22-year-old pitching at this level um, in his mm-hmm. rookie year. You know, the stuff itself is outstanding. Um, right. The stuff itself is probably as good as, as anyone. You know, it's it can be as good as that Shane McClanahan level. Um, and if you remember Shane's first year in the big leagues, he had some ups and downs. And it took him a bit of time to find that consistency. Uh, but when he did, um, you know, he was able to really gear it to – uh, another level. And the hope is, is that, you know, after the break that Taj just continues to learn and grow and, and finds that, uh, obviously it would, you know, it's, it's unfortunate what happened to Jeffrey Springs. It's unfortunate what happened to Drew Rasmussen. You know, I, I continually think about, all, you know, you go back to spring training and everyone uh, said, Hey, you could have a group that doesn't even need an opener anymore. And, you know, unfortunately that changed a whole, a whole lot more quickly than you would have anticipated with the sure first the injury to glass now. And, and then on the back end, the you know the injuries to Springs and then Rasmussen, to consider that the Rays have missed really two and a half of their five starters for a good portion of the schedule, I think speaks to their depth overall that they you know kind of withstood it for that first half of the year and and were right at the top of the league. No, no, those it's it's been amazing to see them uh, maintain this level of consistency despite what were tremendous injuries. I know the bullpen has been talked a lot about this year. Um, and, uh, you know, it's the ebb and flow of a major league season sometimes. Pete Fairbanks and Jason Adam have been so good uh, in the past and, and at times this year. I think Poche figures in that as well. 
Uh, overall, uh, do you, do you think that uh, there, there's still meat on the bone there for those guys? And and do you expect at some point? I think the Rays have addressed this that if they can add, they will add before the trade deadline is is passed. Yeah, obviously we don't know which teams are truly going to be sellers and what they're going to ask for, and, and that's always hard, to, you know, to guess. With with the extra playoff spot, it's sometimes even harder to guess because there may be teams that look at it and say, you know what, we'll just stay in it and make changes in the offseason. There may be clubs like that uh, that decide to, to kind of hold serve. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think from a, a Rays standpoint, I think their group could get thicker. The fact that as we speak, Andrew Kittredge is on a rehab assignment coming back from Tommy John surgery could really help the group. And I do think that you're also your bullpen is only as good as your starters. When they get six, seven innings out of their starters, usually their bullpen is really, really good. When they get three or four, you know, you're always I, I don't care what team you are, you're probably gonna have a tough time either that game or two games or three games down the road just because you had a lot of guys that had to pitch. But, you know, I think getting Sean Armstrong back has helped. He's been very, very good. I think Bob Stevenson and Jake Diekman, who the Rays acquired from Pittsburgh and Chicago, have both had some pretty good moments. So I think the group has thickened up a bit. Uh, but I also think that there's probably a little more in there for the entire group. And if they, you know, pitch like they're capable of down the stretch, I think also this is going to be a really tough team in October. Well, I think it's going to be a tough team in October, and I, I think that's that's where it's going to get really exciting. But before we get to October, there's still plenty of baseball left as we kind of near the All-Star break. Um, if you look at the AL East, Neil, uh, the Baltimore Orioles uh, are not going away, in my opinion. And they've got, not arguably, but I think the best bullpen, at least the, the you know the eighth and ninth inning guys in, in baseball. Um, so who do you expect to, to continue to stay in the fight? Are there going to be more teams emerge, you think, before this thing is over? And what do you make of a very competitive AL East right now? I think if you look, I mean, for me, it's still the most competitive division in baseball. I mean, as we speak, sure. there are five teams over 500. Uh, mm-hmm. That, to me, is not surprising. And Baltimore has also brought up a lot of their young position players, too, to kind of bolster the group. I think the the big question with them is how well their bullpen guys hold up. I think they've got five guys, you know, as we talk, at over 35 appearances and, and leaning on 40. Uh, that's a lot of innings for a lot of guys and a lot of appearances. I think the Rays have like two guys in that neighborhood. So, you know, they've worked their bullpen a lot harder. Does that impact them in August and September, or do they go out and get another arm? You know, they've got some starting pitchers that may have some innings limits. The question is, how you know, how are they going to fare when they get to those? You know, I think the Yankees can be an extremely dangerous team if they get Judge back, um, and the fact that they're getting they're, they've just got Carlos, you know, getting Carlos Rodon back obviously bolsters their rotation and helps their bullpen out if he can provide the length that they're hoping for. Um, I would think that those would be the teams. I mean, I don't want to count Toronto out, but right. I would say if you're looking at who's dangerous in the American League East, those are the teams that are most worrisome. You know, I, I, I kind of believe at this point that it would be hard for the Blue Jays to leapfrog three clubs and win the division. Stranger things have certainly happened, but I wouldn't be shocked if they got in the postseason. To me, it's it's really, you know, and, and not to discount Boston, but again, they're they're in a position where they have not had their starters healthy. And, and I kind of look at, you know, right now for me, unless, you know, with the Angels being without Trout, you know, Seattle certainly could get hot, but I kind of look at it being Texas, Houston, in the West, Minnesota, Cleveland in the Central, and then four American League East teams. In essence, what, eight teams vying for six spots in the postseason. 
It is going to be a fascinating second half. Of course, uh, it's great to see that many All-Stars uh, from Tampa Bay in this game as well. Neil Solans, the uh, play-by-play host, along with Andy Freed. You can hear him on all the Rays broadcasts as well as Inside Rays Baseball. Neil, we can't thank you enough for your time. We know it's been a very uh, tough first half. I mean, it, but, man, what excitement. Um, and, and it's been fun to watch and listen to you and Andy as well. Thank you so much. It's always a pleasure being out with you, Rick. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Our thanks to Neil. The Home Run Derby, of course, is tonight. You get to see Randy Arozarena flex that muscle and see if he can come home with a title. Of course, the All-Star game he will be part of tomorrow, along with several other Rays like uh, Yandy Diaz and Wander Franco. On the podcast tomorrow, the lovely, the talented Sarah Walsh of the NFL Network, who covers the Bucks and the NFL, of course. We see her in Tampa quite a bit. And then Ed Encina. The Tampa Bay Times uh, beat writer for the Tampa Bay Lightning is going to join us as well. Thanks for listening. I'm Rick Stroud, the Tampa Bay Times. For Steve Bursnick, have a great day, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.